What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. My sweat equity. My sweat equity. Don't be rude. Got to turn off the phone. I'm going to turn it off completely. Wow. All the way off? What if something happens on the internet? What am I going to do? I don't know. Right? I'm getting a lot of this. I, 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 this reminded me I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about text behavior, phone behavior, and kind of the neediness of everybody in the business world. Let's talk about it. Well, I mean... First off, we're not that good at communicators as we think we are. No. Text messages probably account for 70% of most of my fights or they have more, if I fight with anybody, most likely it's a mis, uh, some kind of misconstrued message. It's not what I'm writing in text or email. Right. But it's read completely differently. Of course. So there's that part, right? You have an emotional part of it. I look at it uh, if you want to get like real technical uh, because I'm in PPC, pay-per-click ad mode right now, yeah. working on some of that for clients. You know, you have frequency, right? Drop-off. Okay. So I'm just starting to tell people like, hey, look, during the workday, I don't, I don't text that much. Yeah. I can't focus. Machete don't text. So people get really offended, though. Yeah. If you don't get right back to them or call right back. Right. And it's like, well, we, and I'll do this like, with a lot of people over like a dozen times. I'm trying to train a little bit of, you know, people that are needy about this. Mm -hmm. Like I'll text in a flurry and that usually means I'm okay. Like 20 minutes I got, if I'm going back and forth, just messing around. Yeah. But then I'll just disappear for a while. Uh, and I have to kind of do it in chunks like that. Yeah. I wish the text had like a, uh, an indicator that you're on do not disturb mode. Like we have in Slack. Yeah. Law has snoozed notifications. Okay, well, I won't bother him then. Yeah, well, no, it just, uh, you can still do it, like set it up. In Slack, you can set, if uh, you're good, you can set it up to, here, I want to tell him this in an hour or tomorrow morning. Yeah. And at reply, so it, it, it pushes notifications. So uh, Slack's got more options, but texting is like, I don't know, people get really offended. And then sometimes, uh, like offended if you don't, if you're not just Johnny on the spot. And I'm like, what kind of life is that? Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, it's in the business world too. There's very little empathy on on. I immediately just assume, oh, they're busy. <laughs> like I don't get offended. I mean, I, I've been dealing with it for a while to try and overcome that offensiveness, being offended. Yeah, you know, it's one thing if it's like, all right, you and I are meeting. We have a meeting going, right? Yeah. And you're trying to get the address because I, I messed up giving you the wrong address. Sure. Right? Yeah. If there's a time constraint, sure. But that's when. But very rare. I'm going to. I think I'm going back to just calling people. I'm just going to be that. I don't care if I get called old guy. I don't care. I've got gray pubes. I don't care. Yeah. I've got three gray pubes. Who cares? Yeah. It goes back to like uh, when we were buying the uh, dental office building. Everything's an emergency. <laughs> Everything has to be done yesterday, and why is it not done? And who are we waiting on? And oh, it's somebody else we're waiting on all the time. And it's like, you know, we can just do this at our leisure and then get it done and then like not have to freak out all the time. It's just, right. 
it, there's always a scramble, especially for like closing on a big purchase, like a building oh, or like, shit. Yeah. it's just like, why, why is this every time there's a big hullabaloo on what's going on? Why, why is it, why is it not done? It's, it drives me nuts. We're, we're going to lose the rate. We're going to lose the rate we got. Yeah. If you don't get in, uh, Hey, do you have all, every place you lived in the last 20 years? Right. Do you have all the documents for that? Right. What? Huh? Yeah. No. It, it's just like. <laughs> Why do you need all this shit? Like, just look at my credit score and let's move on. And here's, give me the money. Right. What's the point of having that? Yeah. That thing's supposed to aggregate if you're just, like, good about paying money. stuff. Money me. Money now. Me a money. That was me at the closing. Now. Give it to me. Yeah, it's administrative hell, right? Yeah. And there's Bureaucratic. no. Bureaucratic. And there's no template because every bank will do it differently and every deal is way different, too. I know. So they can't, like, TurboTax it. Yeah, it's crazy. But I know why you're really pissed is because it doesn't need to be that way. And it's fault it's like um it's like a false scarcity on Amazon, the yeah. out of stock. Yeah. It's fault it's a false alarm. It's like when people you do production, you, you do a lot of video production and people tell you to get there an hour early. Right. When you don't you're like, Look, I'm, you know me, I'll be there fifteen minutes early because yeah. that's my rule. Yeah. I don't need. Yeah, I don't need I'm to saying, sit there for hours at a time. We should be coaches. We should be football coaches. Oh, if you said just business coach, I was gonna fucking just walk out of here. <laughs> we should be business coaches. Uh, please, no. I want people. I want listeners to submit corny business coaches to us to, for us to play on this show. Yeah, I hate business coaches a lot because they're. It is like a PE coach. Because uh, what is it, what's the old saying? Um, if you can't teach, or if you can't do it, teach. Yeah, and if you can't teach teach gym yeah um business coaches are kind of like that and it, i always correct anybody like it kind of like an asshole if anybody calls me that mm-hmm. technically i call if if i get close to that i'll just say personal trainer life because i'm not gonna be no because that's way worse that's the worst i know those guys have the worst life it's like a clean comic on stage they're usually the creepiest off stage oh i'm sure yeah yeah because they had some trauma that happened a long time ago that you know well, there's a weird righteous indignation of, yeah. about hey, I'm Cosby clean. me. Right. Cosby's a great example, right? He's the he's the prime example. And then there's then you guys you got guys like Brian Regan, which I heard he's like the coolest, nicest human of all time. So it's not everybody for sure, but uh it's there's definitely like a, a I would say majority of clean comics are creepier. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know enough off stage to know. Those the church difference. comics? Ugh. Those guys are like power trip everywhere kind of thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Jesus complex. Yeah, they're crushing during the day for a cr- old people crowd. Right. And and children. Mm-hmm. It's like magicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easy. Easy <laughs> audiences. At least magicians kind of have this weird like. They have a skill. Yeah, but they kind of hate themselves too. Sure. A little bit. Well, you're a magician. Yeah. You should hate yourself. Yeah, you should. You really should. You really, really should. Uh, you're the poor man's comedian. <laughs> um, so I, uh, my thing with texting, so I'll, I'll give some pragmatic advice for listeners, uh, viewers, um, anybody, sweaters, as I like to call them. I hate that. Yeah. Um, we'll work on it. Yeah. We'll find something better. I don't know. Mm. Give me, can you get me Weezer's sweater song? Thank you. I so just sing it a cappella. <laughs> so um, I'm stealing this from my buddy Bryant Donovan, a real estate attorney here in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, 
he kind of puts me to shame on some productivity stuff. So what he does is he does his schedule where uh, he breaks it up into the morning. He'll answer all the emails. But here's the trick. you got to use Boomerang add-on. Boomerang's a Gmail add-on um, and an Outlook add-on that can schedule all your emails out. So right. what he's tra- and over time he's trained his whoever he's emailing that I'm going to get back to you within a day, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the mistake you make sometimes. You initiate contact, someone initiates contact, you get back too quickly. It's expected all the time. Yeah, right. It's a motherfucker. And most things are an emergency. It's right. a lot of like, <gasps> right, right. Uh, if well, so- everybody pushes it to a ten because that's their own self interest. Right. If I don't do this, they're going to, you know, then I'm going to be waiting on it. I'm going to be, you know, sitting around and then my boss is going to wonder what I'm doing. And it's like, I'm I'm much more willing to uh, do business with somebody who has a little bit of, I don't know, foresight on the thing. I mean. Right. And he, I think he does this for like, not everybody too. Like he'll, he'll get back. If it's a huge federal case he wants to take that, that came his way, he's going to jump on it probably. Yeah, I'm saying there's a lot of emails you don't need to do this for. Exactly. Right. Most, most you don't need to get right back to. Yeah, and I wish I could. S- we got to figure a way to schedule text. I I bet there's a way. I feel like there has to be a way. Sure. Right. Yeah, there's got to be. I know, and you can do a out of office text reminder like our boys at uh, Scout. If you want to go to wearescout.com, mm-hmm. give them a plug. They're the only Apple certified B2B consultants in Tampa Bay area. Um, but they, I text friend of the program, uh, Nate Sinal, who's not going to ever come on this podcast as a guest. I don't uh, think he's a real person. He's canceled about 17 times. But I'll text him sometimes and it hits me back with like, not an out in office, but it's like, I'm in, it's an out of office, but it's like, with a client, it's like a scheduled uh, reply back. Well, they have Driving this, right now kind of thing. Well, you know, if you get a phone call, and it gives you an option to text somebody, I can't talk right now, that sort of thing. There I, there might be a setting in the phones that we haven't dug deep enough into. You can, make, you can make those custom. Yeah, you can make those custom, but I'm wondering if you can do it for text as well, like an auto text reply in the phone itself without an app. It was one of the questions I have when he comes in here ever <laughs> at some point. That and how to clean my eye, Apple Watch. We're just going to ask him all these yeah, shitty things we, we can help. find out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you need to clean your Apple Watch. What do you got to do with it? You need a case, brother. A case? Why? Because break it and then see how bad your life is without your watch. Man, I don't want to have a case on it. Though. But you don't go around hitting your arm on stuff all the time? No, I'm not a chick. I don't run into doorways. Yeah, me neither. I don't do that either. Run into doorways and go, ow! And then you laugh and they're like, I don't go, Why? ow! I don't do that. No, but you, that is, that's a chick move no one talks about. They, A lot of chicks run into, like, walk into doorways. <laughs> Right. And just get mad at you. Yeah. Because you're laughing. I'm like, you walked into a fucking door frame. Right. Don't be stupid. <laughs> it's 36 inches wide. ADA approved 36 <laughs> inches wide. Yeah. Unless we're in a historic building. Mm-hmm. You get grandfathered the, in. This is the fight I, ha- I yell back. <laughs> you got 36 inches, The 1968 inches, American Disabilities <laughs> Act clearly states. <laughs> but uh, my thing was like, all right, so so schedule out these things with Boomerang and email. At least that's that's like. Super easy. The hard part is like just getting you on track to go, all right, you got to schedule out your time. So what he does is he'll do it at least at the beginning of the day and the end, end of the day. Mm. So before the doors open for his, because he owns the firm. Right. Um, you know, probably at like seven, he's just shooting out emails, but he's in a practice of 
not just firing them out, but put the it, just, it adds a send later button, and uh-huh. you can you can push it out when you want it to go out. That's good. I've been doing it for follow ups because my follow up game was getting really poor, and so I started going all right, just do a chunk of follow ups on a Sunday, yeah, uh, just to get back in the game of the routine of doing that, and then I'll I've scheduled some for like weeks ahead. You know, some a lot of people for us. It takes a while for us to kind of get with them, or uh, they'll say, "Hey, let's circle back in three weeks because we got to get something together, you know, a marketing budget together or something." And right. so it's like, "Okay, well, I'll make the reminder right. Th- I'll do it right then. Schedule that out. Hey, what are we good this week? What's going on?" Yeah, that's a good habit to get into. Yeah, if just that admin time, it's like build it in this time on a Sunday, whatever. That's what I'm doing. You know, like yep. it's just so hard. Like and do it until you. Here's the game incentivize yourself like i'm doing right now is i do it until i don't have to do it anymore yeah on a sunday right so i have sundays i don't have my kids i have a long i have a big window to catch up on a lot of stuff where no one's calling it's it's a little it kind of (laughs) sucks to be honest uh just because you're used to sundays being like you know just those days are over man rest yeah look i get in here saturday nights too i'm saying like it does it's not it, there is a weird thing where it's hard for me to work on a Saturday night, no matter what. Yeah. So, like, last Saturday, I came in here, and I was like, let me just clean up some of this stuff in here in the office. At least I did something, because I wasn't doing anything that night anyway. Uh-huh. And we came in early as shit Sunday morning to record. Yeah. But I was like, come in here, do something productive. It doesn't have to be sitting down at the computer. There's something, like, I can't. It's hard for me to really, really focus, no matter how much study drugs are available. Yeah, you've got FOMO. A little bit. But without knowing it. But, but it's not like I've had directly to... you're not missing out on anything specific. Yeah, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you do I mean that's another thing you really should have to build in. It's like I know you and I we have a problem where it's like if I have a minute I'm doing something productive. Well, to I, to take a step back and sit there and say I'm going to do nothing. Yeah, there's mindfulness. It's nearly impossible. Well, where we're at at least. Di- that's digital. That's also having young kids. Um, because you're kind of like your schedule is just kind of always crazy. Yeah, when you're a dad, you always have a job to do. There's always something to clean up or improve. You upon. know what my number one job is? What being a father. Yep. Me too. I want to slap any any dude I hear tell me that. I've heard it in real life. Good to know. It's not like a NBC. The more you know, something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Even though I I I do most everything around the house, I don't admit to it. I wouldn't be like, I'm a homemaker. <laughs> if anybody's making that house, it's me, but like, I ain't bragging about it. Yeah. that, And also, I hear that as like, because uh, you're a dude, I hear that as you built your house. <laughs> I'm a home builder. Uh, no, you make your house. Right. But if a chick says, it, uh, this is, look, I, I'm uh, I'm gender biased. Yes. Which, but I am which gender, gender. I'm gender fluid, too. Right. I can clean up I'm all bo- this gender fluid all over. Yeah, this table's nasty. Yep. What's been going on in here? But uh, so that's the advice to kind of, because I'm getting a lot. Of, I just put my phone on do not disturb a lot now. And just yeah, tell, me I, too. I add a couple people to favorites so they can break through. Uh, you're one of them. Um, and Damn not, right, I better be. Well, we got. Stuff. Every time I call you, it's an emergency. <laughs> Well, we don't really call each other that much anyway, so... <laughs> so it is kind of true. We're going to see each other, so it's like... That's how uh, that's how I want to get... Like, uh, if you don't live in this area, I'll call you. I'll talk to you for a while. 
Otherwise, I think I'm gonna go old school and like make the phone call short even, and just talk to people and go, hey, let's meet in person and just I don't I don't want to talk on the phone. Yeah, maybe we should start writing letters. Uh, maybe carrier pigeon. Yeah, that's, that's or, good. That's or, that's good. That's or a good just idea. a little altruistic communication, uh, message in a bottle. Mm. You ever gotten one of those? Yeah, all the time. What did it say? It said. Throw me in the garbage because I'm the bottle. Oh. And quit picking up trash off the side of the road. So the the writer put a message in a bottle. Very meta. Oh, maybe he didn't have a trash can on whatever island he yeah. stuck Can on. you throw this away for me? That's hmm. what it said. It was very... All that time Sorry, to I, put a message I in a bottle. I know we're going to do improv message in a <laughs> bottle shtick. God damn. Those Groundlings classes paying off. Um <laughs> Speaking of The Price is Right, Horn. What? You, you watched The Perfect Bid? Oh, yeah. That's uh, The Price is Right documentary on Netflix about the guy who... <laughs> Let me ask you, did it show up on your stuff? Like, as like... Recommended? Should, yeah. Yes, it did. Okay, I'm always interested in what gets pushed to, like, everybody's account. Yeah. You seem kind of nerdy. You might be into this. Well, uh, yeah. I've accidentally logged in yours when the, it's been in here... Uh, logged in in one of the TVs or something, and I'm like, huh? I'm like, there's not as much kid stuff because you've separated your accounts. Yeah, which do is it smart. Now. Yeah, I do need it. to do that, but I keep forgetting. That's yeah. like, mm, that's is, that's on my list. Like digitally organizing or Dropbox folders. Yeah, like <laughs> also needs to be done. I know, but it's just like, uh, I'll yeah, get to it. It's bottom of the list. <laughs> I know. It's important, not urgent. Yeah. Eisenhower Matrix, son. All right. And, no, the the documentary is the uh, the guy. It's a man who was like a computer nerd, and he started to realize that the prices that they would use the same products over and over and over again. And he started to he built like a database of all the prices of all the products, and he and a computer program to like have him test himself. On the prices, it would be like, oh, you have this many left. Keep going. Like, what's the price of this? You have this many left. 3000 or whatever it was. Yeah. We're talking computer program. Before Word came out, he made his own, like, Word docs or Excel spreadsheet program. Yeah. Like, video game, like, floppy disk style. Yes. Where, you yeah. know, like, DOS. Yeah. Uh, Black screen, green letters. So, basically, he 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 starts watching it. One thing that was interesting, he starts watching it like everybody watches The Price is Right. He was homesick. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Dane Cook, I love the Dane Cook bit about it. Dude, what is like, it? Uh, I forget the whole bit, but it was just like, hey, look, I, I wouldn't do it justice even if I knew it 100%. You could never live up to Dane Cook. I love Dane Cook. Nice. I don't care. I'm Whoa. Una- yeah, unabashed about it. Yeah. Wow. I don't give a Who shit. Who says I love Dane Cook? I've, I've totally flipped around. Larry the Cable Guy, I like him too. Yeah. Here well, I am. I like it all, baby. A lot of these guys, when you hear them on a podcast, usually, and you hear their actual personality, you're like, oh, yeah. Nice guy. I've heard uh, Dane on your mom's house and Bert Cass lately, and I was like, yeah, why is that? A lot of people hate him. Um, I mean, he did go up a notch in my book when he showed up on Louis, the right. Louis C.K. show on FX, and yeah. they talked about, you know, they had a scene where they talked about Dane Cook stealing his joke about a niche asshole. Dane Crook. Dane Crook. That's or Mar- Carlos Menstelia. That's good. Yeah. He's legit, though. Yeah, no. He's legit. His name's Ned. Is it in real life his name is Ned? Yeah, he's, Carlos like, he's like half German. Ugh. 
He's the worst. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Well, anyways. Gabriel Iglesias is the best, by the way. He probably sells out more than anybody. No one knows it. Um, what's it called? Uh, perfect bid documentary. I, I was like, who is this for? I know. Why was this man? And then you and I both watched it without really talking about it. We just voluntarily watched it separately. I threw it in Slack under our like topics for the show kind of thing because I'm trying to get better about that. But I guess we didn't see it because uh, I was I watched it Tuesday night or Monday night while I was working on some ad campaigns. Because I felt like, oh, this is right, that kind of wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, Rod Roddy, shout out to Rod Roddy, <laughs> total G. Yeah. Dude, I mean, the crazy thing was, is uh, so he ended up going to the show like 25,000 times, whatever. He went a bunch. Well, he's getting so much pussy, he couldn't, like, right, right. he had to find time in between. He was the guy, like, he would be yelling for people, you know, and he was there to help people, I guess, what he says. Um, we know he get laid. Yeah. He was trying to hook up with one of the Holly, the, Holly, the, uh, the, prize girls but dude the the part where he they had the showcase showdown he was like he friended they're called bob's beauties (laughs) barker's beauties (laughs) damn it damn it get it right um he like befriended some people on one of the last times he went and the this person like went all the way to the showcase showdown which if you haven't seen prices right it's the last thing you do where you put a bid on if they don't know showcase showdown yeah you can fucking fuck fuck off this get out of here stop listening right now um but yeah, he bid the exact right amount down to the dollar. Yeah. He he like yelled it to the person mm-hmm. and they put it in and they had to stop the whole show. They were like, something's wrong. How did this happen? They thought there was some kind of conspiracy to like screw the show over and all that. Yep. They're just like, uh, I don't really know. He what was else like, to do. please someone hear me. Please. Yeah. That's basically what he was doing. I mean, dude, it's crazy that it that he like so that, that, did the math in his head. I try to, to go the what, dollar. What's the takeaway from this? All right, so Theodore's the guy's name. Mm-hmm. Uh and then he grew up to be a math teacher. If you put it together, you're kinda like, this guy's probably on the spectrum a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he wasn't so bad. He wasn't like the ticky kind of like, you know. Uh, right, he seemed as though he could talk okay. Yeah, well, the, he's I interviewed mean, throughout the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. And and in the old footage, he has this creepy crustache, you know, across his the top. Yeah, and and then when they interview him present day, he doesn't have it anymore. So it's like, okay, well, he's at least you know come around on that. He's not a complete psycho. If he was still rocking that thing, God, he probably has the attitude I have. I only have long hair because the ladies like it. <laughs> you know, he probably had a mustache because he's given so many rides. Yeah. Yeah, that's Back true. Back in the day. And now he's kind of, you know, he's lost a little testosterone because he's 50. Yeah, a lot of mustaches in the 80s. But that goes back to, you know, everything in the 80s was pretty gay. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's true. That well, is, even I mean, the straight guys were like, oh, I guess just grow a mustache. I don't know. Yeah, I always, I always point to the football belly shirt. Uh, right. That's a cutoff. Yeah. It's a cutoff sleeve, cutoff belly yeah. <laughs> shirt that right. you would wear when you don't have pads on. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Like, mesh that thing up. Put it in mesh instead of cotton. I remember. Now we're really talking. Yeah, exactly. Now we're really talking to party. Oh, yeah. um, so my, I try to take something out of it that. Did you come in it? Um, haven't heard that one in a while. That um, he, uh, what's it called? My thing about him giving out the prices to the people next to him when he didn't get picked. Um, to me, that's a story of. I was talking with friends the uh, the other night too, and they were worried I'm still kind of scattered from all divorce stuff and all this stuff. And I was like, no, it's still I'm trying to catch y'all up. 
hadn't seen y'all in a while. With the and, boards. Yeah, and so, well, yeah, the air, the air, the boat horn played in the background, but mm-hmm. that was just coincidence. Um, and uh, they were just worried. I was so scattered because I was trying to catch them up, and I was like, no. And they're like, then after we were talking, they're like, it, I feel like you have what you're working on here in this office. Uh, it sounds like you're getting it slowly done. All these like theories we've been working on, all the planning, all the reboot stuff we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It just it's hard to explain to someone who's not in it, right? Yeah. And so, part of these things were like, you know, you want to have this ready to go to be heard, essentially. Right. Hey, I I have this idea. I know it. I know it works. Mm-hmm. I just have to figure it out. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's like text message. I don't care about the instant gratification of sending that back to someone. You know, like yeah. I'll do it if I when I need to do it, but I got to work. Right. Ironically, on this. Yeah. And so, um, it felt like the big short with Michael Byrne, I think was the guy's name, played by Christian Bale in the movie, who like knew these credit default swaps were garbage, and they should short all of that, even when they were losing money. Yeah. You know, if you remember the movies, like they lost so much in that fund, and then. 2007 2008 came around and they they're like rich as shit now. yeah and he was going against the grain and it's like what's that thing about staying with it when no one else really gets it yeah and so theodore gets on the show right yep and so he literally goes 25 times or something like yeah that. and so where's the line between crazy and i know the truth yeah right see i thought you were going to talk about when you actually got picked to be on the show because he played the punch game, punch hole game. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. I was so kind of half and half on, on watching it. It's basically one of those games. You punch something, a hole in a, a wall, and you pull out the prize, and it's like, okay. It's, it's a domestic violence game. <laughs> yes. It's, it's women's faces on these, right. on these like paper mache. Yeah, then you got to go and patch it back up afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cops come. It's yeah. a weird Price is Right Yeah. Game. I'm glad they changed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I forget how the game went, but it was basically like... Hole in one? It was like, hey, you got to... You can either stop now and get your $1,000, or you can keep going and oh. shoot for the thing. And like, everybody tell them to keep going, keep going on that. You know, whereas keep going in our reference is to stay put. But you know what I'm saying? Like probability, though, he knew he knew the exact probability because he had empirical evidence he created that no one else had. And he knew that's how he knew all the prices. Right. The part we're we're forgetting to summarize the what he was doing was like he spent every day. He would record the show and then he kept a spreadsheet, a handmade spreadsheet and over time made that into a program. And then learn the math. Yeah. But, like, he, in that moment, was going against the grain. Right. Because to, to, everybody wants you to go for the big bucks, you know. They don't want you to just pussy out. But he did the math in his head and just sat on $1,000. Right. He knew he the He didn't truth. win the big spinny thing. And then that was it. That was his career on Price is Right. And once you go once, at that time, you couldn't go back. Oh, really? Yeah. If you got on the show... You couldn't get back on it. I'm surprised he didn't like change his name legally or something right. to do it. I mean, yeah. you go that much. I oh, I didn't. I, I guess I missed the the ending part while I was working or something. But that's so he did all that. He won a lot of people money that because there's one chick that won 
everything that he hugs in the end yeah. of the show. Yeah. And she won a bunch of stuff because he was telling her all this stuff. Well, the guy who guessed it exactly, who he yelled the, the price down to the very dollar, mm-hmm. that caused this big controversy. That guy was like, I did it all by myself. He didn't give him any credit. Oh, he yeah. was just like, I did it by myself. I That's did right. my homework. That's I, right, I yeah. le- and it's like, dude. <laughs> and then the Price is Right tried to like sue him or something. Like, I don't know. Like, go after him. Oh, I didn't. For knowing like inside information. Oh. Oh, dude, game shows since Quiz Show, if you've ever seen that movie. Uh, yeah. Game shows are like locked down tight legally. So by the time he gets on, it's the 90s or maybe even the aughts. And, uh, and like, Definitely, they had. They it was Drew Carey hosting it. That yeah, tells yeah. you. So it so wasn't seven. Yeah, it wasn't Bob Barker anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bob Barker not looking very good. No, God, that How was my, that was one of my notes. It was like, uh, but we should get some pin mics in here. That would be fun. I I yeah. do want one. I want a three footer. Maybe we should make a game show in here somehow, or, oh. or at least a bit of some sort. I'd like to do that. Yeah, me too. Ooh, plinko board. We should just make that. I've been wanting to do that anyway. <laughs> That's way harder. A Plinko shot board is what I wanted to make in uh, college. You oh. put shots at the bottom. Oh, gross. Yeah, I like that. But the novelty of doing that at a party, you're yeah. definitely hitting that yeah. hard. Um, so Yeah, or you'll then, be expected to be the party planner for the rest of your life. Yeah. He's so good with the games and things, you know. Yeah, can we, well, you don't need to come. Can I borrow your Plinko? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can drink, you drive oh, it's it over? Drinko. This is, you know, these, I don't know why these, these ideas are so good and they just get buried in my, the back of my head. Well, the Plinko, you know, it's a lot of work. It's not really, it. it's not really. When you're in college, when I, I'm just in Auburn, you don't have anything to do, but, uh. You still didn't do it. I didn't do it, no. I was pretty, uh, other than getting into business classes and doing well, I was pretty lazy. Um, so, there's a lot of stuff with that. It's a good documentary to. Think about pricing. I thought a lot about pricing that I'm kind of working out for uh, our advisory agency of Tokabaga um, because it has a lot to do with uh, demand market pricing and how um, if it's similar over time, it just becomes what it is. Uh, pricing is really tough to teach and it's really tough to understand because yeah. the reason he could get so good at, at guessing it is because he knew within like a 99%, uh, I'm not going to get into statistics because it'll fucking bore the shit out of everybody, but he could get a, right. He knew, he knew the, I'm going to throw out some, I'm going to throw out some just key words for you. R squared, adjusted R squared, confidence rate, standard deviation, variance of coefficients, coefficient of determination. He could get it down pretty damn close uh, by going, Okay, this is what they've had forever, mm-hmm. and it's probably going to be this a little different, maybe with inflation. Did he do that? Did he was he doing the stati- I thought he, he was just there's like there's no way he's a math teacher and didn't do that. But well, statistics, the subject itself is like its own deviation from math. Like a lot of people who are good at math have a trouble with statistics just because it's a weird way to think of things. I don't remember. I thought you think he, he just stuck to median mean and like. Well, I thought he was just going by old shows, and then it was this and taking all the information directly from Prices Right. I didn't think he was doing his own. But he would projections. figure out different model numbers and add the premium to that, 
right? So well, he figured out some of the options on things, like right. a car has, you know. So there's a lot of deductive logic to get the numbers, but I bet when he got the numbers, he had to, yeah. It's a quick one. He had to, uh, I, to get, because he wasn't exact every time, right? And he um, knew he couldn't be, because they would change it. They told him they were going to change some of that stuff for him. Right. Well, yeah, they did that, you know, uh, later on. So, so while he could get it on the nose every now and again, that's what made it amazing. He got it on the nose that one time yeah. because it, it's, that's how statistics work for that. You pump a lot of information in and you go, okay. I don't know though. I don't think it, it was like a statistics thing. If I'm being honest, like, I think he had, he may not have done I, it that way, but that is the way that we look at it today is what yes. my point was. Right. We look at analytics because we don't understand data that well. Mm-hmm. And like, we could anybody and I'll tell you this and we can wrap on this is anybody out there that is talking to an agency or marketing someone or someone that says, Hey, you spend X with us in digital, we're gonna get you X in return is a fucking liar. There's that should be that's why statistics play an important part because they can go, We should, we can, but nothing's absolute. Nothing's deterministic in return on uh, uh, return on investment. Yeah. No, otherwise, it wouldn't have the return. Yeah. You have to you have can't risk. Predict, you can't predict every single person's actions. Like you're not going to be able to predict it exactly. Right. Throw a guarantee on it's stupid. Right. Even if you have empirical evidence forever, like Google has uh, a dynamic pricing model where it pulls in all this fucking uh, all this supply and demand over thousands and thousands of transactions. And look, it's human behavior is what you can't get. That's your biggest yeah, variable. Right. And so it, anybody – I fucking hate these companies that do this. I hate them like SEO companies that rip people off. I hate them like fucking website developers that mm. don't know shit anymore. Get and it. they rip fucking small business owners off. They hijack their goddamn site. The next one over that I hate the most, maybe in the power rankings, the hate list of power rankings right next to fucking LSU for me is the goddamn marketing agencies that go – Hey, we're going to get you this much because you're spending this much with us. Fuck them forever. Yep, that's true. It's stupid. It's a dumb, dumb idea. I'm trying probably to guarantee hate, that I'll stuff. I'll probably hate all next episode. Yeah, okay. Well, what about my sweat equity? Thanks for listening. SweatEquityPod.com sweat equity. My sweat equity. My sweat equity. My sweat equity. What about my sweat equity?